In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attentions of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locasestudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locasestudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, listeners, what's up? It's Jeff Zimfer. Thank you once again for tuning in to this episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. As always, I'm thrilled to have you here, and I want to acknowledge and thank those that are taking time out of their day to uh, leave us a review on the interwebs. And so, uh, as always, a quick shout out to one of our more recent reviews, and this comes from the handle, this is a long handle, I uh, left this review on iTunes, LC1824538. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but uh, I want to appreciate this, give you a shout out for leaving us a review. And uh, let me just uh, read what uh, LC1824538 had to say. It's uh, here's, here's he or she, I don't know, right? A standout podcast, fairly new to the mortgage lending world. I've been in search of a podcast that would benefit me as I grow in this industry. All fell short until I came across this one on the MGIC website. It's perfect and a must for all mortgage lenders. Hey, man, thank you very much. Whoever wrote that, feel free to reach out to me out on the uh, the Facebooks. DM me. Let me know your t-shirt size and your mailing address. And we'll get you off a podcast swag box that's getting better every time we uh, send this out, packing it full of goodies. So if you'd like one of those and you're a podcast listener, a fan, uh, you know what to do. Just wherever you're listening to this, whether it's on Apple, Google, on you want to jump on our Facebook page and leave us a review there, feel free to do that. And don't forget to check us out in our podcast community over on Facebook. Just insert uh, this search, Mortgage Marketing Radio, and you'll find us more good content coming to you just for podcast listeners in our private group there. And as always, this uh, podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership, which is the place for mortgage originators to blend the online with offline, uh, largely by way of very strategic and proven processes to get you in front of maximum realtors minimum time to generate referrals, but also help you make the shift into, into becoming a modern originator with some self-paced training and tutorials and help, accountability and support around you becoming a modern mortgage professional. Learning all the cool things that we need to learn today, whether it's you know digital marketing, social, all that kind of stuff. So you can check that out at mortgagemarketing.pro for more info. All right, so on to this week's uh, special guest. And speaking of being a modern mortgage originator, um, sometimes what I like to do is mix it up on the podcast, right? And um, I'd like to bring what I think is, you know, hopefully a relevant conversation for you, the listener. And uh, this one fits right in there. So my special guest is Eric Braun out of uh, New York City. And uh, Eric is, uh, I can't remember, 25, 26 years old, under 30 years old. And he is what I will identify as the the new breed of modern mortgage originators that are coming into the industry now. Uh, as you may know, the average age of an originator is about 54 years old, but there is a new group, right? The, the, the new blood, the lifeblood coming into this industry. And what I like about them is that oftentimes they're, they're paving the way for us. They're teaching or they're showing us how to how to be, be right a modern originator and not just live and die by the old school tactics, which I'm not going to argue. Do those still work? Sure. Not all of them work as well as they perhaps have in the past. So um, Eric came across my Instagram feed largely because of hashtags probably, uh, but he has over 15,000 followers and he's only been a licensed originator for two years. But uh, this year in 2019, he will exceed 25 million in production, which is double his production from the previous year. So literally he's doubled his business in just one year. And 
the conversation I had with Eric when uh, I reached out to him, I thought would be one of getting all his business from social media. And much to my surprise, you'll hear him answer the question when I ask him his number one source of business. It may surprise you. What may not surprise you, though, or what might be a refreshing kind of insight and lesson into how he gets that business, the process he goes about um, getting that business. So really, Eric's blending both online and offline. As a matter of fact, that's his number one goal with online is to move it offline um, and to accelerate the relationship because that's where trust happens much more quickly. So Eric's doing a lot of great things well. Um, you know, he uh, has this awesome event he does called the Rebrew event, the Rebrew, right? Really cool. And he gets great attendance at this event, which is just a fun kind of, you know, get together for uh, real estate professionals in his market of New York City. Um, so I just think, right, here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to bring kind of a, you know, a fresh conversation from somebody who's new in the business and who's obviously still, you know, young as compared to, uh, you know, the average age of a lender in this industry and just kind of really just, you know, ask him a bunch of questions. How is he generating his business? How is he prospecting and marketing to real estate agents? How is he handling consumers? You know, is he, is he doing the online app thing or are they meeting in person? So um, that's the point and intent of this conversation is uh, to get a peek inside, right? Um, perhaps the next gen of originators, and to see what that looks like. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I appreciate you guys leaving a review. As always, you know what to do and we'll see you on uh, the next episode. But thanks for tuning in and let's get into this week's show. Eric Braun, not your average lender. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Man, I got to say, I'm thrilled about this this interview because um, you know I'm often on the hunt for originators who are doing stuff that I think is unique and different and really stands out. And I don't know how the hell you got on my Instagram feed, but you did. Right. <laughs> One day I'm just browsing, you know, you know, doing the flip thing, right? Hashtags. Hashtags. Probably the king. You're the hashtag king. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, and I'm, of course, I'm like, I'm holding your phone up. I got your feed right here, bro. Look at you, Don Draper dressed and everything. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Love it. Anyway, what caught me is like, I'm just, you know, scrolling and thumb stopping content. And then I, I look at it, I'm like, who is this dude? Not our, not your average lender. What's that all about? And then I look, I'm like, whoa, 15,000 followers. All right, there's something going on here. Now we're talking here today. For the listeners, let's unpack this a little bit. Who you are, where in the market are you, and how long have you been an originator? So I've been licensed for two years. Mm -hmm. um, I'm 24 years old. I'm out of the Long Island, New York market. Mm -hmm. um, what was the other question? Did I miss anything there? I hit on everything or... I think that's it. Who are you? Okay, long, yeah. long, uh, two years, um, two years licensed, but four yeah. years in the biz, right? Yes. Yes. Two what years for the first two years. I was like a telemarketer during the refi boom about four years ago. So that's how I got started cold calling people with existing mortgages. Yeah. That's fun. That's yeah. fun stuff, yeah. isn't it? They Best love to get to those get calls. <laughs> that's way to get started in my opinion. And so you're calling New York, New Jersey, all that? New York, uh, mostly when, when we were doing refis or more refis or focusing on them, at least we were doing national nationally. Yeah. Hmm. No, I, I ask about New York because many, many years ago, uh, for those listening, uh, may not know my background. I was, you know, uh, working for Tony Robbins and doing seminars and stuff. Right. And we would come into yeah. a city for eight, eight weeks at a time. And we started calling all these sales organizations in New York. Well, let me tell you something, man, you better had to have your game on. Yeah. You call in New York. <laughs> I, and and it's crazy. Cause I talk to, I talk to loan officers all the time. I listen to your, to yeah. your, uh, podcast. Um, and I always think like, does this apply to the New York market? Because it uh -huh. is a little different here. You've been originating for two years, like individually yourself. You're not, you're not, are you on a team or are you just like on your own? I'm, I'm technically work under a branch. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, I help manage that branch a little bit. I have a team within that branch about four loan officers um, that I'm pretty hands off with. I have them kind of delegated, uh, have their loans being worked on by somebody else. So I'm very, very hands off. I just brought them into the business or brought them into the company from another company. So mm. I do a little bit of recruiting and stuff like that. But technically I, I work under a branch manager, if you will. Okay. Yeah. But you're not getting fed any deals. And no, and stuff. No, yeah. No. Yeah. You're self gen. Yeah. Uh, all right. Give us a sense then. Uh, we're, here we are at the time we're recording. This is uh, November 1st, 2019. Yep. Yep. Um, how, how do you think you'll close out 2019 like units or volume? What are you kind of forecasting? I'm going to say I'm at, I checked before I went on cause I knew you were going to ask this question. Yeah. So I'm at, I'm at 18 million. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I'll probably, and I have like 5 million in the pipeline right now. Um, so I'd pro- I'm probably going to say around maybe 30 if I, if I really, really kick it, kick it up a notch. And how many units is that roughly? Uh, well, the average loan amount here, I'm going to say my average loan amount is about 380, maybe 400. So if okay. I'm at 18, that's about 45 units. 45. Sweet, yeah. man. Sweet. So far for the year. Yeah. Yeah. To your, and, and how does that compare to last year? And I, by, by the way, we didn't prep for this at all. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. That's yeah. what I yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. But how does that compare? It's, it's double. Double. Okay. Yeah. So you double it in a year. And this is, this is great context. I'm setting this up because this is relevant. Everybody listening, this is going to be relevant yeah. to where we go here. So you doubled your business essentially in one year. Um, yeah. You know, we don't need to get into 2020 yet, but let's just take it from where we are now. Okay. Your number one. Now, now it's funny because when I asked you this question originally, when you and I talked, I was expecting a different answer, but because of who you are and your presence online and stuff like that, what's right. your number one source of business? Well, realtor referral, but how do I meet those <laughs> realtors? Instagram. Exactly. I like the comma, but yeah. I would want to clarify for everybody listening, right? Number one source is still realtor referrals. But now let's get into how in basically two years time, you doubled your business as well. Um, What is your main method for engaging with realtors? So I, social media has like, I really credit every single unit that I've done this year through social media in one way or another, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Or at least 90 or 80% of them. So how do I meet realtors? There's a, which is the old fashioned way, networking events. Um, you know, maybe I'm working with a buyer's agent. I break into their, to their brokerage to try and get in front of more agents that they're familiar with. Um, but mainly it is through Instagram, Facebook, um, and kind of reaching out to them in, in a relational way, not a salesy way. Yeah. Um, cause what I see a lot of loan officers doing is, Hey, you know, Hey, I'm a lender in the area. Uh, just, you know, send me all of your buyers. And that's kind of how they, they, they approach everything. And me, it's like, Hey, what's up? What's going on? I saw that you liked my picture. How's mm-hmm. business. And I'll start off the conversation like that through either Instagram DM or, or Facebook messaging and, um, invite them to an event or invite them to a one-on-one. I, I try and always, um, take the online relationship offline. Do you have a sense of um, your 15,000 followers? Like, this is a, a difficult question perhaps, but roughly how many agents are following you on Instagram? Mm, I'm going to say, real well, real estate professionals, because I do have a lot of loan officers that follow me as well um, right. as of recently. Cause I yeah, still- they're watching what you're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's probably half real estate professionals and half like entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. um, motivated individuals. And maybe I shouldn't say half and half because then there's always my, you know, high school friends that I grew up with. Sure. Well, the point I'm trying to get to is, is really, um, I want to kind of really be very specific here because, you know, a lot of people throw out generalities about, Hey, you got to be on Instagram and this and that and all that. But you, I think have very tangible results to speak yeah. to, which is what I want to kind of unpack here today. Right. Um, you, you, you mentioned something briefly there is you see a real estate agent who likes one of your photos. And by the way, mm-hmm. we're going to put links in the show notes, but your Instagram handle is not your average lender. Um, I'm going to ask you about that in a second, but back to the point about you've got, you've got what it's funny. I was watching you give one of these presentations at this event down in Miami. Mm-hmm. What, what was the name of that event again? So that's the uh, that was the uh, Legion of Loan Officers Conclave. So le- the Legion of Loan Loan Officers, I'm I'm a part of. They're a uh, a yep. course. They sell a course to uh, for Facebook ads. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know Nick. Yeah, met him. Uh, okay, cool. Met him at the Nick, AIM conference out here in Vegas. Nick, Nick is the man. Nick is the, yeah. the man. So uh, he brought me down there. Um, one a because I'm part of the Legion, and, mm-hmm. and two, he wanted me to kind of give my two cents on Instagram because obviously Facebook leads are Facebook leads. Yeah. So, but you said something at this conference. So, you're teaching. Was that a room full of loan officers? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're teaching a room full of loan officers, and you, you. I wrote down a couple of things that you said there. Um, you said you are the brand. 
And so a lot of your Instagram feed and your images and stuff have video clips of you teaching why you should, should build a brand, for example. Yes. Yes. So when you, all right, let's roll this back two years. Mm. Why, why did you choose mortgage, right? What were you doing? What brought you into mortgage? I fell in, I fell into the industry. It's, it's sort of like uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Belfort, a uh, Wolf of Wall Street kind of yeah. story where I, I met an individual. Um, I was 18 years old. He drove an Audi. I love German cars. So instantly, it, and his Audi was brand new. So I was like, don't even get me started like, on Audis. <laughs> so you know how much my battery, dude, not to interrupt you, my battery, <laughs> I'm replacing the battery today. Uh, you, know how much, you know how much the battery is? 575. Oh yeah. No, all day. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't let anybody. Hear that. Um, <laughs> <Go> on, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, so he drove a brand new Audi. I had an Audi at the time as well, but it was old. So yeah. in my mind, if you're driving a brand new Audi, you're making money. So that's how I kind of <laughs> meet this guy. And, and two years into our relationship, I would see him here and there and I'd speak to him on the phone. He, uh, I'm 20 years old. I'm not working at the time. Mm. And he asked me what I'm doing for work. I was mm-hmm. like, nothing. He's like, well, why don't you come be my chauffeur? I'll buy, I'll buy a brand new Audi. You can go come be my driver. Little did I know he was just joking. But every day I called this guy and for about two weeks, he kept on saying, when are you going to come drive for me? When are you going to come be my chauffeur? After yeah. those two weeks were over and he was like, all right, the joke's over. How about you come to my office and I got a real job for you. Mm. And I went to his office again, not knowing what he does. Didn't ask any questions. I was just showing up for a job. You're and hungry. Absolutely. And that's what he was, te- that's what he was testing to see by those, by joking around with me and asked me to be his driver. Wow. Um, I showed up there, filled out an employment package. And, and when the background check came back, I was on the phone telemarketing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Rest is history. So the, the, <laughs> that's, the pers- that's what, ha- that's how I got in. Okay. All right. Let's, I just wanted to get that context. So fast forward. When did you realize building a brand was important, was going to set you apart. And, you know, how did you like, maybe it's just because of your age, you know, group and stuff like that. You're like, Hey man, if I'm going to do this business, I'm going to go all in on Instagram or social. Yeah. So, um, how did I realize personal branding was going to bring me to the next level? I would say because I looked at social media and I didn't see any loan officers. Mm. And I, um, as, as somebody who's, I'm obviously we're not self-employed or at least I'm not self-employed. I'm a W2 employee, right? I work for a bank. However, I have to think like an entrepreneur and in my experience, thinking like an entrepreneur and thinking like a business owner, I have to constantly ask myself, how do I separate myself? Mm So I saw social media as like an open, it was an open landscape for me, right? Nobody was there yet. And then I went, I went all in. And obviously now, two years later, it, it paid off. Consistency, though. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you um, actually, you know what? I look at your Instagram. It's not like you, if I may dare I say, it's not like you have a ton of posts. No. No. Yeah. I want, 137. I want to know, how much? 137. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super active on my stories. That's one uh, thing that okay. a lot of people miss, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is they post a lot. Yeah. Um, but being active on the stories, giving like sort of a day by day look mm-hmm. into your life, mm-hmm. you're you're gonna get more yep. um engagement because the people want to know what you're doing right now. Yeah, you know, not yeah. not what you Stick did two peak. weeks ago when you were right you know, in my uh, that's a great clarification, by the way. I'm I'm glad you pointed out that distinction. Because obviously, if if we were able to look at your stories, you probably have like thousands of stories. Yeah, right. Well, right, yeah, yeah. Thousands without yeah. a doubt. If you see on my like Instagram highlights, sometimes I'll save the stories. So if you like little mid midway Mm -hmm. through the profile, you'll see reviews, events, the show, agent collaboration, motivation, travel. Those are some of the stories that I'll I'll save to those categories. Mm -hmm. I actually have to clean those up because a lot of them are old, but Mm -hmm. I'm constantly on my stories. It's, it's become just a part of what I do now. It's just a muscle that I've trained. Um, Whether it's me sending out a pre-approval, I'll do a quick story on it. Whether it's me, giving like a little motivational uh, spiel, I'll, I'll shoot a story out. That's, that's kind of where I stay super, super active. And you're right. I want to do, I, I don't have many posts, right? If you look at just that, 
I want to do double the amount. And, and that's why I'm hiring a full-time videographer very shortly beginning of, of this year. Well, you're doing a lot of things and I'm not trying to say that you're not, you know, by that. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Yeah. 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 But, but you, you actually clarified and corrected me in that it's actually the stories that drives the most engagement. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure everybody listening gets that. All right, let's go back to some of the tactical stuff and how you, how you have built an awareness so quickly um, for yourself. Now, now here's the other thing too. And by the way, just so you know, full disclosure, I'm not, I'm not great at Instagram, right? I'm like behind yeah. the eight ball and I'm learning it. Um, so I used to say I suck at Instagram, but I've changed my vocabulary. I'm not gonna say <laughs> I just say I'm getting better. Um, but what I noticed, you said something at this training and I look at, uh, your Instagram feed, mm-hmm. you're at, you, you posed a question to the audience, which was, what do you see on all these posts mm. Instagram feed? And the answer yeah. was, we see you yes. your face. Yes. And that's to be honest with you, man. So look at, you know, age, age gap here. We got like 25 years between us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that for a lot of people, and you know, the average age of a loan officer is like 54, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, that is a, a a challenging road for some of us to take on to be, to be like, dude, it's all me. You know what I mean? And some people have that external perception, but educate us a little bit about what you're trying to do with your brand, right? right? Tell, tell so, us a little bit about that. So I was, I was just talking to somebody about this today. I think a general principle in business, whether it be mortgages, real estate, you're a restaurant owner, you own a body shop, whatever it is, a general principle is people need to know you, mm-hmm. right? Um, Grant Cardone, if you're familiar with him, he always talks about cash flow. That's like a, a reoccurring theme because um, he's a real estate investor. And one of the things he said was, if people don't know you, they can't flow you. So <laughs> I want to I wanna walk into a room and people, and I've had this happen to me, literally. I've walked out of a bathroom at a networking event, still, my hands are still wet, and somebody <laughs> pops around a corner and says, hey, you're not your average lender. Mm. I've never met him before. That's the power of building a personal brand because mm-hmm. one day I'm going to, one of my clients is going to make an offer on one of these agents listings. Mm. Right. One day I'm going to come across them. I'm, I'm going to see them at a networking event. And I want it to be a warm connection right from the get go. Even if it doesn't translate to business immediately, I want people to know who I am. So when I when I really I don't want to say I cracked the code because that sounds like, uh, mm. you know, uh, overused. Right. right. Um, but when I for lack of a better phrase, when I the, when I cracked the code is when I realized I have to. I have to make it all about me, not mortgages. Nobody wants to hear about mortgages. Uh, um, and it's crazy because people started to follow me. People started to recognize me more. People started to appreciate who I am. People started to send me business because of who I am. Uh, Cause I let them in on my person, my personal story. Um, let them in on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking and don't get me wrong. Educational content is, is really valuable. You want to position yourself as an expert, right? But, to really, in my opinion, people don't do business with people they don't know. So I want you to know me when you go to your, my Instagram. Interesting. What, um, give me a sense of the agents that you work with. One might, might make the assumption that most of the agents you work with are also in the same age bracket as you. Correct. Correct. So that is correct. Yes. Um, I'm going to say, so I just had, uh, an event, the median, there was 110 people there. Uh, 90% of them were realtors all through Instagram, by the way, I promoted everything through Instagram Mm -hmm. and I'm going to say the median age of that group was probably 25, Hmm. 27. Interesting. Um, I'm trying to think about them in the context of like my listening audience. I know I have a a mix, but knowing that the average age, right. Of an LO, like we said, skews older. Right. Um, any, any, I mean, are you, do you have any idea why that you think that I mean, obviously the, the quote, I hate to say this phrase, the quote, younger people yeah. right, <laughs> are, are more active on the socials and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's also who I connect with. Uh-huh. Yeah. You no, know? yeah. like because of your style, because of who you are and all that. Just because I'm young and they're young and we want right. to grow our businesses together and we want to work with like, we're the next generation of real estate professionals. So in, in 30 years from now, I'm going to be saying all these young kids, you know, on the, whatever, the TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> TikTok, right. <laughs> so that's, that's not only who's watching, that's also who's, um, who I connect with. 
Yeah. And yeah. I've noticed that and I've doubled down on that. At mm-hmm. first, I didn't like that because younger, the younger crowd have been in the business less and they're doing less production. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, mm-hmm. for the most part, there are some rock stars that I work with that are crushing it, even even if they're 20, you know, two years in the business, let's say. Sure, sure. But at first I didn't like it because I'm like, all right, you know, he's a brand new agent or, you know, two years in the business and he'll be lucky to do 12 deals this year. Yeah. But I just need to know more people like that. And I don't really count. I don't really count it as, all right, this agent does X amount of business. I'm going to go after him. I just want people to know me. If they like me, they'll send me deals. And when they do send me a deal, they're going to find out how, how good I am and how good I am at my job, basically. Mm. That's how I kind of work it versus yeah. the opposite, which is tell everybody how good you are at your job yeah. and they'll send you business. I tell everybody who I am. Hopefully they like me and then they find out how good I am at my job. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's funny, right? Go, go back to what you said. It's the old cliche. People do business with people they like, right? Exactly. People for, like first right. That's the first thing. No, they got to know yeah. you. So that's how you're getting yeah. known, leveraging today's platforms. Um, yeah. let, let's talk about some more tactical stuff you're doing. Um, uh, the the brew brewery. Tell me about yes. that. So brewery, uh, for the people listening, it's it's spelt because you can't really it, it's easier if you see the logo, but yeah. B-R-E-W dash R-E. The the R-E stands for real estate and it's a play on words with brewery where mm. beer is made, right? Mm. Um, so being in the industry young, and this is probably why I attracted a, a younger crowd, is I noticed one thing I noticed is I would go to networking events and I'd I would cringe while I was there because I kept asking myself, why am I here? There's nothing valuable. I'm not learning anything. I don't want to hear this guy talk anymore. <laughs> um, you know, like there's there was something wrong with at least the networking events that I was going to. So I said right. to myself, let's start our own. Let's make it truly just about building relationships I don't present there. I don't, I don't get in front. I don't do any speeches. Our hashtag is beer and real estate. And I want the event to be about beer and real estate. Um, it's free admission. We, you know, free beer. It's, it attracts that crowd and, and it's, it's a good time. Everybody has a good time. And this is like my way of getting a little bit deeper with the people I am currently doing business. And then also obviously attracting new people to build new relationships. So it kills two birds, two birds with one stone. How often do you do it? Um, we're, this is, so we just had our second one, right? And my goal is for this to be like a national platform one day, by the mm-hmm. way. And, and one of the cool things about it is we move it from brewery to brewery. And there's tons of breweries where, where we live. So right. it's kind of like a moving networking event. And that's one of the cool uh, components. But our, this is our, we just had our second one and we're looking to do it quarterly on top of a few other events that we like to put together. So it's it's purely get together, network, have some beers and stuff like that, and people just talk. They they work it. There's no like that's it. Any announcements? Any like none nope. of that? No agenda? Nope. No nothing? Nope. Right. But people know you you're you're behind it. Yes, I, I'll but, get up and and say, hey, everybody, thanks for coming. Uh, okay. As promised, I, I'm not going to do any speeches. Would love to you know have a chat with you if if I don't know you and have a good time. That's basically how I leave it. Um, and when was the last one you did? Was it recently? Yeah, it was last month. It was October 15th. What's happened since that for you in terms of any organic business, you know? Uh, I've got it. I'm going to say at least three deals, mm-hmm. at least three new de- from new partners. Yeah, people you hadn't the, met before. Yeah, on top of the existing relationships, yeah. How do you, uh, you mentioned you promote it exclusively on Instagram? Well, Instagram, I shouldn't say Instagram. Instagram is just like my default for social media, sure. but, but uh, Facebook and Eventbrite, but no you're, promotion. You're creating an event. You actually have your own page for it on Facebook is what you have. Yep. 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 Right, I'm going to go there and check that out. Facebook.com forward slash. I did buy the URL. Brew Real Estate. Really built the, uh, the uh, website out yet, but I did buy the URL. No, that's good, man. Very smart. They can play long term. You got the long game going. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. All right. So I love it. Connect, connect, relax, enjoy. Yep. The right. Logo, the logo I got done at Fiverr. Did you really? That's a nice logo. Yeah, I think it was like 50 bucks. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Oh, by the way, Brooklyn Brewery. I've had their beer. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. So good that beer. was our last event. We went, we went big. That's a that's a big venue and it was it was a lot of fun. 
was a lot of fun. That's cool. All right. So you already got, you've only done one, I think, or, you know, either, either way, the last one you did, you got three deals out of it already that you can just mm-hmm. off the top of your head track. Um, okay. Let's go back into some more tactics. Okay. So we got the brewery thing going, you got Instagram. Are you, um, actively using Instagram to follow DM, engage, comment on agents to try and drum up relationships? Absolutely. Yeah. I that that's, and I've been doing less of it now because I did it, you know, extremely, extremely, uh, diligently. Yeah. Diligently. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's created so much business for me that now I'm busy and I can't do it as often. Um, part of the, so I'm bringing on a full-time video and I'd like for them to sit mm-hmm. there an hour, an hour a day and do exactly what you said, like comment, engage and, and DM realtors in, in our, in our market. I've, and, and what's crazy is a lot of time, like I've DM'd realtors. I've spoke to realtors two years ago, right. When my page wasn't as built out, mm. when I was less known, mm-hmm. uh, when I wasn't a part of this organization and, and I never seen them before. And now, you know, they kind of brushed off the message two years ago, but now that I've stayed consistent in front of them, they follow me, they subscribe to my mailing list, if, if you will, mm-hmm. right. Cause that's really what Instagram is. It's a mailing list. Um, for your followers. Um, now they're sending me business two years later. So again, by staying consistent. Yeah, it takes time. That's an interesting um, perspective you just shared. Instagram's a mailing list. Yeah. So the, essentially, so email marketing, think yeah. about it, a few years ago was like the thing. Yeah. Like it was like the thing to drum up business, to drum up leads. Now we get, you know, as we're sitting here, we're probably getting. 10 pieces of junk mail from Macy's. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's not as effective, but no, no disrespect to Macy's. <laughs> no, no disrespect to Macy's at all. At all. And, and I probably click them and shop those deals that they're, that they're, yeah. that they're offering through email. It's not, but it's not as effective as it is. Yes. Cause there's yes. so much of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a crowded space. But mm-hmm. when somebody clicks follow on Instagram, when somebody clicks add friend on Instagram, you now have their attention. Use it wisely. Hmm. Right. So if I'm staying in front of them every single day on my stories talking about, I just sent the pre-approval, it's midnight hmm. to, to an agent that I work with. And the next week they need a pre-approval at midnight. Who are they thinking about? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and think about the word follow, like they're hmm. literally following you. Right. Hmm. And, and that's why another, what, what makes me think of what that makes me think of next is, like your brand needs to have a movement attached to it. Mm-hmm. And when somebody follows you, they're following your brand and your movement. So that's why I kind of uh, have my, my underlying theme throughout all of my content is defeating average in real estate. And that's, that's really where my brand comes from is not your average lender. I'm here to defeat average in real estate. And that's the mission that I have people like embark on me with. Uh, and so how do you, what do you mean by that? How do you defeat average in real estate? What does that really mean? Okay. So my mission statement is to remove average from real estate by adding value mm-hmm. to consumers and real estate professionals. Okay. So how do I defeat average? And, and I'll give you an example of average, like mm-hmm. not picking up the phone. Like why are our standards so low in our, in our industry? Right. And I talk about that all the time. Like why are our standards so low? Why is this acceptable? Like mm-hmm. this, we're getting paid, you know, lots of money. Why don't we conduct ourselves like, like that? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, and loan officers are notorious for not answering the phone, especially when there's something wrong. So a lot of <laughs> real estate agents love hearing that. Like, yeah, my loan officer never, never answers the phone. Like, mm-hmm. why is that acceptable? Number one, um, let's raise that standard. That's mm-hmm. what I mean by defeat average. Now, by right. adding value on top of doing all of that stuff that we should be doing, mm-hmm. that should be standard. Mm-hmm. Um, I really focus on helping agents become more successful. That's, that's how I build relationships and go deep with people, especially mm-hmm. the younger crowd that I, that I naturally attract. Like they want a partner. They don't want a loan officer. They want a partner. And mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time and energy into their business because I know if they're doing more deals, I'm doing more deals. And that's how I, that's how I put it to them. Give us some examples of how you pour into them and help them in their business. So um, number one, I'd, I'd, I'd say 
from a buyer's agent perspective. So there's a few ways I break it down, like buyer's okay. agent, seller's agent. Right. Um, I was just listening to one one of the episodes on your on your podcast for a listing agent cross qualify. Put me as your cross qualifying lender. Mm-hmm. Right. That's one of the value adds for a listing agent. Mm-hmm. Now, but for buyer's agent, there's ton, there's tons of stuff. Number one, I get on the phone with the listing agent and push that deal as hard as that agent's going to push that deal and touch on the strong points of the file. Hey, I know we've never, I'll get on the phone with the listing agent. Sometimes I'll even know the listing agent, which is a really slam dunk. Right. um, Because then there's no need to have that conversation. But Mm -hmm. I'll get on the phone with the listing agent and I'll say, hey, just to give you some context about how I do business before I'm issuing any pre-approval, here's what I'm doing. I'm doing everything up front. I'm getting all paperwork. So they know that I'm thorough. Mm. And I know that I can close this loan in three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I know this is a multiple offer situation, but if this is something your seller would be more comfortable with, I can submit this to underwriting and get a full mortgage commitment before the deal even goes into contract. If that means our buyer is going to get an accepted offer, if I do that, you just give me the green light. I'll do that today and get a commitment in you know two to three days. Mm. So I'll always lead with who am I? how I do business. This deal isn't falling through. I've done X, Y, and Z. Um, If it's a multiple offer situation, I'll always reiterate to them, hey, instead of just this pre-approval to bring to your sellers, you can tell them that I can have a mortgage commitment to them in 48 hours if that means my client is going to get this house. Not only is that a value add for the agent because they're getting accepted offers left and right, Right. but it's also a value add for the customer. Let's not forget about that. Like, Yeah, they want to win. We're financing the house, but we got to get them the house that they want. Right. And in right. this market, that could be the, the toughest thing to do, not even closing the loan. So if you don't know the agent, you make it a practice to call all those listing agents and, and run through that. At every offer. How yeah. many, what, what's the general response from agents when you do that? I have one today that, that, that told me the only reason she accepted or she, she pushed the seller to accept their offer is because of me. Hmm. because of what I told her. I already have the deal in underwriting. The deal isn't in contract yet. Uh, She told me that she has another offer with 20% down, conventional. Ours is FHA with the seller's concession, minimum down. Really? And she took your offer? Yes, because I got on the phone and I took the time to explain to them. All right, for instance, our borrower is a teacher. Uh They make they make over six figures. They have a 790 credit score. I touch on the strong parts of the file. Obviously, you can't do that sure. with everyone. Right. <laughs> but um, and I and I ran through everything and I said at the end, if if I submit this to underwriting and get you a mortgage commitment, do we have a deal? Hmm. And she really? brought that to her seller. Her seller ended up also being a teacher, so she felt for that client. Wow, yeah. Um, and all of a sudden the seller's concession that we were asking for. The three and a half percent down payment, the fact Problem. that you it didn't didn't matter at that point. Yeah. Um, so I think that those two things, the the TBD mortgage commitment, I call it the to be determined yeah. mortgage commitment, and getting on the phone with the listing agent, two things that are free that I do for buyer's agent that will immediately, you know, equal more money to them and more value. Yeah, there's there's a lot in there. Um, I'm, Sorry, I mean, I, I talk fast. I like no, no, no. I mean, there's a lot of learning lessons in, lessons in yeah. there. I want to highlight a couple of them. Um, one, probably an obvious point to you is, it, it just shocks me that why don't more LOs do that? You know what I mean? The which which part? Getting on all the, the listing list. agent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, lazy. Uh, is it is it lazy? Not caring. Um, the fact that even if they don't they get this house, they'll get the next house, and that means a loan. Um, you know, mortgage guys always have the if this house doesn't work out, another one will. Real estate agents do not look at it like that. You know, no they, hell no, no. And 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 I make sure to put myself in the agent's shoes because at the end of the day, like we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, that's my number one referral source. I'm nothing without them. And I put that before everything. Well, you, you use the word partner yep. and that's what a partner does. A yep. vendor doesn't do that. Correct. All right. A partner right. does. And that's a mindset issue. Like you talked about earlier, um, look at this as a business owner, right? Um, and a lot of LOs are in this, I'm a salesperson mentality. Mm-hmm. And let's face it. A lot of salespeople are lazy. Some aren't, but a lot are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they want to do the minimum just to get paid. Yep. Um, but I love, I love your mindset because I'm sure you're already aware. It's like, 
you're, you're back to your brand thing. You're creating a brand everywhere. As a matter of fact, that reminds me, you'd appreciate this. Your personal brand is what you do every day. Yep. Jeff, like you say, it's like you, exactly right. Your Jeff, quote about Jeff, Bezos. Yeah. Jeff Bezos is the, the best, the best, uh, definition of a brand. It's, it's a brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. So imagine that realtor hangs up the phone after talking with you and you're presenting the case, right? For mm-hmm. that buyer. And, and he or yeah. she's like, holy shit. Whoa, damn. <laughs> she goes, that's not, he's not your average lender. Exactly. That's, <laughs> you see how it comes full circle. That's, that's, that's exactly what I want people to say when I'm not in the room. All right. Now let me pivot a little bit. Um, what, how do you, when you meet with a realtor, I'm curious if, if you tie in that pitch, if you will, to a buyer's agent, because what you're doing is you're representing the, the, the buyer's agent's client. It's your mutual client. You're mm-hmm. representing that and in, in, you know, kind of like an attorney would represent a case. And I'm just mm-hmm. wondering, because a lot of people are like, um, LOs are like, you know, how do I have a differentiation when I'm meeting with any, you know, everybody's like on the rates and term thing. It's like this whole conversation around being a partner and a lot yeah. of people blow by that. So number one, I'm curious if you actually, when you're meeting with an agent, if you, if that's one of the things you highlight about how, what you do differently, a buyer's agent. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I think what I always let the, I would, I, when I meet with an agent, whether it be one-on-one, you know, official meeting in my office or coffee or, you know, quick chat at a networking event, you know, I always let them lead the conversation and I actively listen to figure out what they want to talk about. Maybe that's not what they want to talk about. Right. But if, if I ask them like, what's your biggest struggle in this market right now? Like, and they bring up a story about they're having trouble getting their buyer's offers accepted. Mm. I'm, I'm hammering that, that those two value adds home on top of the other stuff that I do. Or, or if they talk about, Hey, I, I, I'm having trouble jump generating leads. Maybe that's not the agent that I want to talk to. Mm. Right. Cause they have zero business, but if they mention lead generation in any way, that's when I bring in the lead generation component, which we didn't even talk about. Um, if they're talking about, if they love social media and they keep talking about my Instagram or how I do videos and photos, oh, that's crazy because I'm I'm putting, I'm actually hiring a full-time video videographer. And the reason I'm hiring them is not only to do my content, but to do my top agents content for free. Mm. And, and I'll always like use what they, and I think I learned that from telemarketing early in my career. I always use what people say yeah. as like, you know, leverage. Uh, but I kind of let the conversation go, but that's definitely always something that I try and touch on because it's, it's one of the most overlooked and valuable things that I can do. For sure. Um, I want to get into the Legion thing in a second, um, mm-hmm. but I'm curious if you could just briefly give me your philosophy or maybe a couple of talking points when you do meet that buyer's agent for the first time. However, you got that meeting, networking, beers, whatever, Instagram. And it's like, oh, you know, we're going to do the frigging coffee meeting, right? Right. What's, what's your approach? How are you, what's your mindset going in? And is it a one-step approach? Like, take me through that. I, I try and lean on personal first, mm-hmm. right? Then it kind of transitions to, it always naturally transitions into how I do business. And how our team, how does it naturally transition into that? I'm curious. Are they like, asking? I, I, no, I'll ask them something like, you know, how's business going? Mm-hmm. You know, or or I heard one one uh, script once. I forgot where where I heard it. But if there was one thing about mortgage professionals that you could change, what would mm-hmm. it be? Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of how I'll bring it from personal to business. Sometimes they'll go right into business because they're like that personality let's, type that doesn't care about any. Just get to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I always lean on how our team is very diligent, how we're working in the office till midnight, like, because that's really the truth. Um, how our back office works, how it's a team and, and how we check everything in front and how I've never submitted a deal to underwriting that didn't close. Like, you know, all, all of those like touch points on the mortgage process. And then I'll flow into all the value adds to help them with the business. But I'll always touch on how we do mortgages first. After you've Second. built rapport yeah. and you got the relationship. Right. All that stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, hmm. How do you typically leave that meeting? Uh, and let me set that up a little bit because oftentimes, um, you know, loan officers leave the meeting with the handshake and stuff and then it's crickets. 
Yep. So, so do you do anything? Actually, that that has happened to me. Uh, obviously, it's probably happened to all of us. Everybody, sure. Um, and and I noticed that. Like, why am I taking on all these meetings? These guys not sending. They're they're not sending me deals months later. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely some follow up in in place. I have it set in my CRM to call my the agents that I have in my database every 15 days. Mm-hmm. Um, have I implemented that to the hundred? Like, have I implemented my CRM to the hundred percent capacity yet? Probably mm-hmm. not, but that's definitely something that's important of one of the things that I built out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely the follow up, like, hey, how's everything going? Anybody that I can help, I'll ask for the business. Now, something that I heard as of recently that I'm going to actually start implementing is uh, a sort of like a scripting where it's, you know, expectations lead to disappointment. So instead of this meeting, you know, leaving, instead of us leaving this meeting and you expecting one thing and me expecting one thing, can you make a commitment to send me your next three buyers? Mm. And, and I've been told that, and that maybe that's not it word for word. I have to like figure out where I learned that from and rewatch the video a little bit. But I, I want to definitely start implementing that into the end of the meeting because, you know, uh, we don't get paid to sit down with realtors. We get paid to close loans. So have you tried that question yet out on realtors? The past two meetings. And okay. and they said yes. Have they sent me deals yet? No. But that was right. you know, two weeks ago. So you got to I, I always I always I always like to ask loan officers, like, what's the typical time where you get your first deal from a realtor? Because sometimes yeah, yeah. like all of a sudden, you know they obviously need to prospect and find buyers first to give to us. So there's always going to be a gap unless they have somebody ready at that meeting, which also sometimes happens. And that's really cool. It's like, all right, this coffee that I bought you, you know, it turns into a loan. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Let me, if I, if I can add any value to you uh, on this, it's a book, it's a book I got. I'm recently been digging into it. It was written by a guy I interviewed, um, Chris Smith, co-founder of Curator. Um, Actually there's three authors and, the one I'm going to have Phil Jones on. Um, he's just a, a, a wordsmith, but it's this book and I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's exactly what to say to close the deal. And it's just this little book of like scripting and awesome language and words. And earlier today on a coaching call, uh, I shared this one, try this out, which is, um, would you be open-minded to like opening every question with that? Mm-hmm. Would you be open-minded to sending me your next buyer? Yeah. Would you be open-minded to, right? Because no <laughs> everyone wants to be open-minded, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, no, I'm a closed-minded SLB, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you know, check that book out. Link in the show notes and stuff. But uh, you know, exactly what to say. It's on Amazon, twelve bucks or whatever, fifteen. Cool. Um, but I just love that transition phrase. Would you be open-minded too? Lots of yeah, ways. You- I- I think, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a big thing that I want to implement is, and I just started doing this as of two weeks ago, is really, really systemizing yeah. everything. Because right now I'm at a point in volume where I'm living a life that, I, you know, I'm making more money than I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But in, I think, in my opinion, in order to get to the next level, every little thing about my business needs to be systemized. Whether it's a realtor meeting, the CRM I'm setting up, how to take in an application. Like, of course, there's a flow that we always follow, but like, let's get super, super systemized with everything. I was told that system stands for saving yourself serious time, energy, and money. And That's a pretty good one. I like I've, I've, I've kept that from, from the day I've heard it saving yourself serious time, energy, and money, because it's so, so true. The best businesses have systems. Look at McDonald's. They don't make the best hamburger, but they sell the most hamburgers. 100%. Love it. System is the solution. Let's talk a little bit about the lead gen stuff you do. Uh, Tell me about that. So um, we generate Facebook leads. uh, Oh, ranging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Legion alone. Yes. So we generate Facebook leads um, as well as I I always let realtors know that we have a team of telemarketers. There's, you know, we have a whole sales floor of about, I'm going to say 15 to 20 sales guys. Some of them are more established. Long so your long company long. provides that for you? Well, our branch, our branch. Oh, your branch does. Okay. Yes. Yes. Got it. Okay. Um, and a few of those loan officers on my team are not established. They're kind of working how I was, you know, starting out and they're on the phone all day. So uh-huh. their, their job is to generate 
or drum up pre-approvals. Right. And what do those pre-approval pre-approved buyers need? Agents. So I always, I always like throw that out there. That's not something that I do for every agent. That's something that I do for like my top ones, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, who's ever given me the most business is going to get my next pre-approved buyer. Okay. But on top of that, we're generating leads uh, for the realtors and they're paying the ad spend. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not paying the ad spend unless it's, again, my top realtor, then we'll split it or maybe I'll cover it. But that's like on a case-to-case basis, because if I start doing this for every realtor in my market and I'm paying the ad spend, obviously that's not scalable. Right. Um, but for the most part, they're paying the ad spend and and um, they're generating leads that same quality as Zillow or Realtor.com, but it's a tenth of the price through Facebook. You know, How many realtors do you have on that program right now? Three. 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 And are, they, are they reciprocating back too? Yeah. Those are my three top one. So I, I start, I started with them and this is something that I'm going to roll out to not more of the, not masses, but more of the masses as an sure. attraction piece to build a relationship. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Zilla for a second. Let me transition over to that. Uh, Cause I <laughs> notice you've got 51 reviews on Zillow as of yeah. today. Yeah. That's really awesome. Plus you have, uh, I'm, I'm, so I'm coming full circle back to you being like a modern originator. Mm-hmm. Um, plus you're, Google my business page, mm-hmm. you have 13 five-star yeah. reviews there. Do you get any business because you've got online reviews? Uh, not, not, not that I can track. However, right. whenever, yes. so whenever I speak to a client, I do like my initial consult and I'll send the list of documents that I need, yeah. at, at, including my contact information. At the bottom of that text message or email, I'll always include my Zillow and my Google reviews. I don't know how, I can't tell you how many times people have told me you have also immediately after seeing my text message, you have amazing reviews and then they send the documents. You know? Well, yeah, so I mean, definitely, it's definitely helping. <laughs> well, it's one of those things, like you said, it's not, it's not a direct line. It's a dotted yes. line. It's yeah. similar to social media yes. in some ways, if it's not ad based. Um, it's a credibility thing. It's a trust thing. You've seen the stats, right? People trust online reviews, very simply. Social proof. Yeah. Like, and this guy's asking for my tax return. Who is he? Right. You know, oh, yeah. And even, even before they get to you, like if it's a realtor referral, Hey, call Eric, they're going to go. Google. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Even after, even after they speak to me, that doesn't mean they're going to be fully like they, they haven't met to me, met me in person yet. Um, they just speaking to me on the phone. If they click that link now, all of a sudden my, the, I'm edified in their head, mm-hmm. you know? So it definitely, definitely helps. Hmm. Um, how are, so, so you're doing the lead gen with realtors. Um, you're mo- mostly working with people in your same age bracket. I was thinking, do you do any, like, you know, uh, naturally I always ask the question about classes, teaching agent classes, trying to educate them, mm-hmm. doing any of that kind of stuff. That's, that's definitely part of first quarter of next year. So when uh, we were talking about brewery, I, I said, and there's a few other things, other events that we'd like to set up. I'd mm-hmm. like to, um, and I have them written down. Cause you get all these good ideas and then you don't execute. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately. So I, I, I write everything down in like my notes, the events that I want to put together. Uh, number one, I want to do CE classes, mm-hmm. continuing education classes because every realtor needs it and why not do it? You know, at the slow months of the year when every realtor is looking for their continuing education credits. Okay. Um, I also want to, we're, we're a sponsor of NAREP in our market. So national association of, of Hispanic real estate professionals. Right. So I want to be more into that. Then there's a YPN, which is young mm-hmm. person, young people network, network or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we're going to, we want to start sponsoring and diving into that. And then uh, I also want to put together, and this is something that I thought of recently, a three day boot camp mm. where it's like, you know, 20 agents max. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in speakers and people who are going to teach them how to be better real estate agents. I may get up there and give my spiel for 30 minutes, but I'm not going to be the focus. It's going to be more of like developing a community and an elite community of, of real estate professionals. You ever think about like putting together a Facebook group for that as well or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I have one that we talked, we talked about a little bit. Um, when we were initially speaking, the uh, Long Island's top producing realtors. Oh, yeah. Now, 
I haven't really even tapped the potential of that group. I've been just focusing on building it right. and inviting people to it. Now, part of quarter one is going to be really pulling the audience from that because right now they don't even know that I created it. Like that's how that's how much I it's untapped. It's right. more of like uh, something I'm I'm saving. It's like a gas tank, but um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna really really uh, extract people from there more recently or, or going to planning to. Is that Long Island's realtors, lenders, attorneys, home inspectors? No, it's it Long Island's different. top producing real estate agents. Oh, okay. Got it. I was just trying to do a search in uh, Facebook for that. Yeah, there's definitely a few real estate groups. Um, okay. I, I wanted I wanted to be more of uh, sharing tips and what's working yeah. in the business. Um, for sure. What it is right now, to be honest, is like I have an open house coming up. Bring your mm-hmm. buyers, which mm-hmm. I, I don't mind, but I don't want that to be the focus because there's tons of groups for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of right now, it's, it's, you know, we got so much going on that it's hard to manage a Facebook group on top of it, but that's definitely going to be at the forefront uh, very shortly. Yeah, no, that's smart. I'm working with some people to, to do that as well, because it's all about how do you maintain, how do you both cast a wide net and go deep at the same time? Yep. Because it's an ever evolving, moving parade, this thing of real estate agents. You know, there's this old saying that there's a third coming, a third staying and a third going, Yes, you know, and that's actually kind of true with real estate agents. It's always in flux. Yep. You know, but how do you how do you have that big bucket to capture them all and stay? You know, social media is one thing, Instagram, whatever. But to your point about the group, that's a great way to add value, to put content yep. in there, to have special guests. When yeah. I go live on Facebook or, in, or or Facebook for this uh, mm-hmm. conversation, when I go live, I'll share it to that group. Sometimes I'll pull people from there that I'm not even friends with. They'll start yeah. watching my live. When yeah. I have events, I'll share it to that group. So I, I didn't want to become an, a part of an audience, I wanted to create the audience. Well, it's like Gary Vee says, right? Uh, don't attend the party, host the party. Absolutely. That's, mm-hmm. that's why I want to do more events. That's why, you know, the, the, the boot camp, the brewery, Long Island Stop Producing Realtors group. Um, I'm all about, I want it to be mine, as selfish yeah. as, and prideful as that sounds. Uh-huh. No, I don't think that's selfish or prideful at all. I think you understand and get the game that you're in. And yep. the game is attention. Yeah. Right. Because it's, it's, and then the attention leads to uh, engagement and impact and then relationship and referrals, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Let's see here. For the last couple of minutes we have, I'm looking at my notes. You've, your brand's great, by the way. Are you consciously, I'm curious about this, are you consciously deciding to dress like a sharp dressed man or is that just how they roll in New York? <laughs> so this is a huge Instagram <laughs> tip right here. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing you have to, realize about Instagram, it's, mm. it's the most visual platform. It's more visual than Facebook. Yes. Right. It was made famous. Think about it. It's a, the, the, their logo is a camera icon. Right. It was made, it was made famous through photography. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's very, very visual platform. That's why millennials like it because there's less words. We don't want to read. Right. Mm. Long captions matter. They, they, they make sense to do. Sometimes, not all the times. Right. right. Um, and you'll see some of my posts have three words under it. Some of my posts have four paragraphs. You know, it's all about the message that I'm trying to deliver. But mm-hmm. something, something important to m- mention uh, that Instagram is very visual. And what I do as a content strategy, this is a huge tip right here. The, my, the, when I talk about social media to people, whether it be a loan officer, real estate agent, I don't have enough time. That's the main excuse right. they tell me. Right. What I personally do is I get a videographer once a month. I bring three outfits and we shoot for three hours. Mm-hmm. My content is good for I'm, I'm good on content for that full month, if not more from that one three hour thing or, or appointment per month. And, and so you go to different locations and do some shoots and well, stuff. Yeah. I'll drive in my car. Uh, there's a bunch of content that I haven't dropped yet, but I'll drive right. in my car. I'll, I'll, you know, walk around some nice houses. Uh, yeah, like shots of you in front of the building and stuff like that. Outside of my office, correct. That's mm-hmm. so. If you look at my Instagram, you scroll down. There's like a good good twenty posts that I have all different outfits on, but yeah. that was all shot the same day. Yeah, a little batch content. Yeah. Yep. And then, otherwise, it's too hard. Yeah. And then this, like, I should be doing a story right now. You That's just right. See that? Yeah. No kidding. Look at that, man. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
There we go. You're on the Mortgage Marketing Radio podcast. Say what up. What up, man? Eric Braun, not your average lender. Yes, yes. <laughs> so quick little stuff like that. Like I was just on another podcast today with a builder in my in my marketplace. I'm we're gonna turn that into that was an hour and a half, right? We're gonna turn that into a week's worth of content. Like the yeah. very Gary V esque, right. you know, right. How to how to produce it. Well, I'm glad you said that because that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you. I saw, I was like scrolling, trolling, whatever you want to call it, your Instagram <laughs> feed. <laughs> and uh, uh, I noticed you said you had one post that said your average screen time yes. for is eight hours and 50 minutes. Yes. All right. So I see that. And I know the question for everybody hearing that is how the hell do you get stuff done? Oh, I'm, I'm on my phone getting stuff done. <laughs> you know, I'm on my email. You got to, re- I'm not on. Instagram for eight hours and 50 minutes. I'm answering emails. I'm texting clients. I'm, but yeah, the only thing I'm doing that's time quote unquote time consuming is the stories. And if you think about it, I just took 15 seconds out of my day. That was, that wasn't even 15 seconds. Actually, it was five seconds, if anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And did that really take a lot of time? No, man. You just, the thing is to be, this is what I've had to train myself to do is to build that muscle of awareness. Yes. To be like, oh, this now's the time. Like you just trigger. I wouldn't even thought of it, but you did. Thank you. Yes. And you know? this is, I always, if people in my office, uh, when we were moving offices and I was, I was getting my little office within, within the office, I was like, all right, this is going to be the content cave. And then, and in my office, all the loan officers call me content king. Cause when I, <laughs> when I was first developing my brand and taking social media serious, I go, oh, this is great content and go scramble and run for my phone. You know, oh, oh, we're having a birthday. We're cutting cake. Oh, let me grab my phone. Hold on one second. And, <laughs> and that's very obviously millennial of me. But like to train your your brain to say, this is an opportunity to capture content, even right. if it's a five second clip. It's not that time consuming. It's just getting into it that people find art. Exactly. hundred percent. And you just got to kind of train yourself to do that. I'm curious, do you actually... Um, schedule time to do social or is it just so natural to you? You're just doing it. Um, as far as posting, I try, I try and do twice a week. Um, try and do Tuesday and Thursday. I think I get the most, the mo- or, or you're talking about producing content. Um, no, let's stand posting for a second. You're posting every day on my story, ah, okay. actual post pictures. I, I'm, and you're right. I'm, I'm sharing stuff every day. Yeah, I'm very, yeah. very active, but Posting a picture, I try and do at least twice a week. Um, okay. Or posting a video, I try and do at least twice a week. But I'm staying, yeah, every single day on my stories. I'm sharing stuff on Facebook, statuses on Facebook. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm every day on it, 100%. As right. far as producing content, yes, I'm scheduling a time with a videographer to do it once a month at least. And yeah. now with the full-time videographer, I, I'm going to be, you know, he's, I'm going to be doing stuff like this and he's going to be filming in the background. You know, it's, it's, I'm not even going to have to schedule it. He's getting paid to do it. Ooh, I just turned on one of your videos. Oh, oh I played through the headphones. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <was> super loud. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. So, um, clearly modern mortgage originator being present, building a personal brand on the socials is working for you. Because in two short years of originating, right, you're doing 18 plus mil, if I'm reading my notes correctly, or is it 25? It's, it'll be it'll be 25. That's what it is. And that's not including my team production. That'll be, in total, personal and team, be 50, 50 million. So you don't do cold calling, any of that? No, not anymore. Ooh, but you start, that's right. The telemarketing thing, you started out by that. This is a much better way to do business, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Relationship, putting myself out there. That's that's the way to do it, man. You got to position yourself as a celebrity and an expert in your marketplace. Mm. Then the business comes to you. Amen to that. Amen to that. Cool, man. This is some good lessons. All right. For those listening, uh, where would you like to direct them? And of course, I'll link it in the show notes, but I'm going to assume your Instagram is like yeah, the main just, place. Just uh, follow me, message me. If you have any questions about social media, I try and be as um, open as possible. Obviously, it's difficult with all, you know, when you're getting flooded with messages, but I try, I'll try and get back to you. So just follow me at not your average lender on Instagram. And you could also add me on Facebook, Eric Braun. 
For sure. Yeah. Everybody listening uh, or watching, uh, we're on YouTube now. Um, cool. I definitely encourage you to go follow Eric and check out what he's doing. Just model, mirror some of what he's doing and just start duping some of it. You know what I mean? Make it Absolutely. your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Not your average lender. Removing average from real estate. That's killer. That's By a great adding program. value. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, appreciate you making time, Eric. Thank you for the opportunity, man. I appreciate it. You bet. And listeners, as always, if you like this episode or any of them, you know what to do. Leave us a review on the socials and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents, butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.